On the 7th of March 2018, Georgina Garcella left her home in Worthing and vanished without trace. Every single case I've ever had where I've had success historically is there's been a parent or someone who hasn't allowed the police to forget it, hasn't allowed the public to forget it. We stop at absolutely nothing. We're not scared. We are not scared. A mother's journey to uncover the truth. I want answers. I want to find out what happened. And I won't stop until I do. Murdered, missing, unsolved. This search for Georgina. Episode four. Happy birthday, Georgina. So it's looking all right for the vigil, Andrea. Yeah, I think the weather's going to be okay. Um, there's no rain, so that's the most important thing. I think last one we did, it was, it was snowing, actually snowing. So uh, as long as it keeps dry, that'd be fine. And um, I think another one we did in the town, we did um, a store, we set up a store sort of information about Georgina and giving up posters and things, and it was like gale force winds, sort of posters flying everywhere. And sort of trying to sellotape them to the the table. It's difficult for you to be, you know, a worried and grieving mom for the, your missing daughter. At the same time, you're an ambassador for this investigation. You're the arrowhead. You're the public face of it. Trying to keep everybody happy, keep us happy, the police happy, other broadcasters happy. Are you feeling the pressure? Uh, yeah, it's quite stressful. Um, and sometimes I feel I, I feel like I'm not grieving enough because I'm so busy my mind is so busy with what what next oh tomorrow we're doing that the next day that or tonight I must do this posters or we've got to talk to that person and then all of a sudden it hits me and I think oh I feel bad because I haven't actually had time to think about the actual my daughter you know why we're actually doing it um, and focusing from her mother's home in Worthing today on her 32nd birthday I'm going to be speaking to her mum Andrea and also investigative journalist Journalist Donald McIntyre, who's made a series of podcasts about Georgina's disappearance. We're in a coffee shop nearby, we're in Brighton. This is a place where uh, Georgina spent a lot of time. In terms of holding the police to account, what are you hoping to get from that? Just hoping that they perhaps sort of branch out a bit more and, and, and look into it more in depth. Now, we don't think for one second that we're either in a better position to solve this case than anybody else, but we know that by us holding the cops to account, joining your campaign, because no one no one has barked harder at them than you have done. When we came on board, we've seen all the points you've done. I think part of the reason why they had a very reductionist and limited perspective in this investigation is because they actually simply victim blamed. She didn't fall into the concept of the ideal victim. They fell into the kind of news media values of who we spend our time and money on. And I think she was denied the justice and quality of a, of a fair, full investigation because she wasn't conventional, because she had some social problems. Now they're playing catch-up. And the reality is you want them to acknowledge their mistakes because only by acknowledging mistakes can they recalibrate the investigation and make a better investigation and find the answers. We're not here just to kick them around just for the sake of kicking them around. We're here to kick them around legitimately to make sure they recalibrate, refocus, throw much more resources. And if they're embarrassed and humiliated by their abject failures here, but they throw more resources. That's a victory. With one media engagement out of the way, Andrea heads for the railway station to travel back to Worthing to prepare for the next. It's clear to me that this search for answers has turned into a full-time job for Andrea. The constant drive to keep Georgina's case in the public eye is all-consuming and leaves little time to reflect or process the impact it's had on her personally. 
Tonight we join Andrea and Petra in the middle of Worthing, just opposite the place where Georgina was seen on CCTV with an unknown woman as they prepare for a candlelit vigil to mark Georgina's 32nd birthday. Hang on, hold that. Hold that. And we'll just put it here. That's it. Hope for Georgina. Perfect. Just needs to go into the middle. Yeah. You want me to pin something? No. Um, we've got, uh, we've got, we are really organised, actually. So You're thank well. you very much, Donna. So here we have, we have a Georgina Forever sign here. This is an illuminated sign here. Yeah. And for Georgina Forever... Loved. Loved. Yeah. And you have pinned to the front here a sign, and this reads... Um, hope for Georgina. No, you don't even hide them. They're going over here. So how many people, maybe 10? You, you know what, we actually have on the page, it says 79 people interested or going. Yeah. Out of them it says 17 going, but that includes me and Sarah, I think. Yeah. Um, so we've yeah. advertised yeah. widely. You it know, all the local pages. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're here the last time. Well, we, 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 were, we were at the uh, station last time, we yeah. before the vigil. Yeah. So, um, Do you think that's I a... No, that was about 15, 20. Yeah. It might have been about 30 or 40, but they came and then some stayed for sort of 20 minutes and went and yeah, some yeah. others come. Yeah. And how do you feel after police appear to have given publicly some finality to this, ended all hope by declaring it effectively a murder in a curious way? Um, that's too final for me. Um, and because we, there isn't any evidence whatsoever, nothing. Um, I know it might be silly or stupid to some people because they might think, oh, the police has declared it murder. But for us, we've still got to live with hope because you never know. Um, and here we are, we're opposite the last... The CCTV was over there. There's a, there's a big camera, a town camera over there. So she, she, came, they, she was seen coming around that corner, not really sure... They crossed the road, but they're not really sure if they came up here. They went straight up, up the road. But it's just inconceivable to me that she was in Worthing Town Centre and only two pieces of CCTV yeah. in one of the most populated places mm. in the country with CCTV cameras. And this, I mean, I came round here and counted at least ten CCTV cameras down there, inside there, com coming in into here. Um, I asked in the jeweller's shop. I asked in Barclays Bank, just around the corner. And tell me this, what did the police say? Presumably if they found one bit of CCTV, mm. they could look for others. They said that there wasn't any, and then they gave me this um, sort of thing about um, how many hours of manpower it actually took to, to, to go through that. And each police officer, it, it would take four years if they went through the whole lot of the CCTV, and there wasn't possibly any more. And we said, what about anything that continues up there then if they went up there and they just said no there's nothing this is absolutely nothing there's no more than this but you said but it's, that it's they said that before you said that yeah it's sure. inconceivable that there's no other cctv even just to get a hint of that direction would have been very helpful they were proved wrong before they make a whole series of suppositions based upon the fact she didn't leave and disappeared within 100 or 200 meters of where she was last spotted at 10 30 in the morning 10 15 in the morning on the cctv now they had to reinvent a whole 
series of new suppositions 17 months later with new CCTV. Now, you had told them, pleaded with them to to go, and they dismissed you and said, oh, we've made our decision. Well, has anyone said, well, we made the wrong decision in retrospect? No, nobody said that, no. I said even now that the the person that come forward about the the bridge sighting, which later they retracted, you know, it all fits because obviously she was somewhere else for six hours between um, Clifton Road and here. Uh, if they went straight up up towards that part north of town and then she was later seen going over the bridge, she could have, you know, she could have been somewhere around here, some house or somewhere, until that the, the evening. I mean, she was also seen in Clifton Road that evening at between 7 and 8 as well. If you're in the centre of any town or a small city in England, and this is one of the most CCTV and cameraed up countries on the planet, and you could only find one... CCTV inside a shop and then six hours later footage like this and that is a successful investigation I say bankrupt I say I don't believe it mm-hmm. um, but there was CCTV in that arcade as well over there mm. there's an arcade and there was there's quite a few cameras in there which I took photos of. I went round and took photos of them mm-hmm. all and I sort of I said look I've been round today and I've been round yesterday and I've taken photos of these and, you know, were any of these checked? And I never really got a proper answer. And I said, I did go into Lloyd's, um, Barclays Bank, and they told me that they didn't have any that would um, take, you know, catch anybody walking past, because at the time they got a broken window as well, and they said they couldn't. The fact that Andrea's had to act as a kind of lead investigator in this case really angers me. It's a position no mother of a missing person should ever be put in. She's describing what are effectively her own door-to-door CCTV inquiries here. Inquiries she felt compelled to complete because she'd no confidence that the police had done this competently or effectively. And in the middle of all of this, as another news crew arrives, as the candles are lit and posters displayed, Andrea needs to find some time to remember her missing daughter on her birthday. As family members, old school friends and well-wishers arrive, they gather together and share their own thoughts and memories of Georgina. She came to Davidson's a year after everyone else, in year eight or nine, I think it was. And I was just saying that, yeah, she came in science and that was it, really. Clip from then, it was me, Sam, Steph, Rachel and Georgina. Um, and yeah, we were pretty much inseparable after that. We sort of drifted after school and then got back in contact again. Um, but I would have always been there for her and I know for a while she would have been there for me. She is one of those girls that if you need her, she'll be there in a shout. And I first found out that she'd gone missing. Like, you know, I sent her messages on Facebook, like, you know, George, if you need me, you know where I am. If you can't talk to anyone else, just, you know, get in contact wherever you are. And I would, I'd go to the end of the world to try and find her. It plays on my mind every single day. Yeah. Like, there is literally not a day where she doesn't enter my thoughts. And, like, yeah. How did you first hear about the case and why are you here tonight? Um, I'm here because uh, to support Andrea. Um, I'm really sorry. This is a subject that it's not easy to talk um, You've got three children of your own. Yes, I've got three daughters. Yeah. When I heard first, um, about 15 months ago, no, actually, almost, yeah, almost about 18 months ago, mm. I saw a poster on the bridge. Um, 
Chiba Road Bridge, where is it missing, Georgina, and uh, that totally hit me because I looked at my girls and I didn't know anything about Georgina. I'm just a normal person lives in Worthing. Um, then I was selected to stand as a counsellor in Gaysford Ward, mm -hmm. where Georgina's mom lives. And when I saw the name, it really hit me. I had to knock on the door and speak to Georgina's mom, Andrea. Mm -hmm. And it, we both shared a lot of tears. I didn't know what to say. It breaks my heart to see even here that it's been 20 months and we've got no answer mm. about Georgina. How can a person get missing from our local town? And the police have claimed to have done a profession and a really good job. But, and we know they're doing their best and we know certainly they're mo well motivated. But what rational explanation is that you know, a substantive police investigation and, and suspected homicide investigation can only find two minutes of footage in a shop in Clifton Road and then eight seconds of footage here and after 18 months of investigating that's all the CCTV they could find in the centre of a significant you know coastal town it's preposterous to think you know, think that that's all the CCTV that was recorded well I think this should have come out long time ago not now okay it should have been you can't just suddenly find the footage now yeah it should have been um, acknowledged when she got missing uh, people of Worthing needs to come together and help Andrea to find an answer where somebody, Georgina's gone. Somebody out there. Yeah, somebody out there knows, must have seen her or yeah. knows more yeah. and not letting us know what's happening. Because after 18 months releasing some footage and now they're talking about murder? Well, I think... I it, yes. really don't understand at all. And I'm here not as a counsellor, I'm here as a mom, mm. supporting Andrea. Before I came out this evening, um, I had a quick chat with Andrea, and I was just saying that no matter what, I'm going to be here. Um, mm. I don't know how much I can help you, but I'm standing beside you, and I will help you as much as you need, because it's our, our girl. You know, and every child is important. We can't pick and choose. Yeah. We can't, we just can't. No. I'm, I mean, I'm really sad to see there are so less people are out here. It's, I'm really, really furious about Worthing people. At the moment, I'm really shaking. I was hoping more and more people are going to be here to support. Today is Georgina, 32 years old. And she should be with her family. Well, do you think we'll ever find an answer? I'm not giving up on this. Um, I'm sure people like you here supporting mm. Andrea. And I'm sure we will find some answer, positive answer. And we will be searching. And we're not going to give up on Georgina at all. We're all here. Okay. And I hope Worthing people are listening and come forward. If you have any information regarding the Georgina Garsala case, no matter how insignificant you may think it is, please contact Sussex Police on 101 or in confidence via Crime Stoppers, who are offering a £10,000 reward. 
Murdered Missing Unsolved is presented by me, Donald McIntyre, and produced by Inherent Productions and Steve Langridge. Music is by Alex Sane, and additional audio production by John Franklin Audio. Coming up next, anyone got a clue? They gave us about 12 different theories in the, in the beginning. Suicide, uh, she'd been trafficked, um, she'd gone abroad, murder. The police inside track. We make assumptions very quickly and then that steers where we're going, as opposed to just following what the evidence is telling us. And a call to arms. Several of my cases, the families were, were exactly where you are. And I used to say to them, no, you can kick me out the arse any time you like, because I want to do my best for you. Sussex police were asked to participate and comment on the issues raised in this podcast, but refused. <laughs>